Yes, yes, yes. It's time once again for Survival of the Fittest is the Soup du Jour. I'm Roberto Trevino, and yes, I'm still a modern chef because that's what it is for me still. A lot of people sometimes ask me, like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, Chef Trevino, you've been doing this for a long time, and, you know, what's going on? You know, yeah. You know what's going on? It's what I am, it's what I do. It's what I live for. I love being the chef. I still absolutely feel like it's the most magical moment of my life. And yeah, whatever, right? I get it. But to be able to say that I have a moment in my life that for me is magical, I think that's wonderful. And that comes from being the chef. So yes. I love being the chef, and you know we've been very. I've been very fortunate to 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 join an, a team, you know, to to be working with people that uh, that truly believe in their restaurants. You know, the, the restaurant owners I'm working with now are so so dedicated to to their restaurant. I absolutely love it. You know, they're great people. They're just so dedicated, and. I believe that there's a certain amount of soul necessary for the restaurant to truly be successful, you know? And you can say, like, oh, yeah, it's about numbers. It's about asses and seats. It's about check average. It's about portion size. And But in the end, I believe it's about the ownership's willing le- willingness to share the restaurant experience with their guests and understand, you know, their, the service necessary to make people's dining experience that much more exceptional. And that's what makes what we do wonderful. And, you know, I know I'm talking to a lot of people who aren't in the restaurant business, but join us for a minute and try to put yourself in, in our position where, you know, we're, where for us... It's the absolute pleasure to have a full restaurant, to have happy guests, to have, I mean, even with the bad, you know, the restaurant business has plenty of bad, and, and you know, anyone in the biz knows this, plenty of bad, and, uh, but even the bad becomes such a special thing in the restaurant business, you know, because it either makes you better or it takes you out, and either or, you know, you come out of it somehow. And, and you know, I'll, I'm speaking from experience here. You know, I've I've been thrown the ultimate fastball where I was a, like absolute three strikes, you're out. And, uh, and it ain't easy, you know, when you're like banging on your, you know, you're betting your life on your restaurant, and and it just doesn't work. It's cool, I mean, because you say to yourself, well, like, once again, you survive, you know, you live with it, you you move on, you know, and, uh, you know, you learn the different things that are necessary to be successful, to be relevant, to be happy, to be that chef you always wanted to be. And I think, you know, coming from, like, the 18-hour-a-day seven days a week, maybe in two years having like maybe five days off. It feels kind of okay to 
to kind of be taking some me time and still sharing the chefdom and still sharing wonderful food with guests, you know, and still being, you know, recognized by like, you know, like just people like Pique too, you know, Pique from Puerto Rico, which, you know, feels that it's enough to like share with me the wonderful work they're doing for me to recognize and share their message and their art, which is in this case, you know, chili, like hot sauce, like pique. So, I mean, for me, it, it, it's wonderful, you know, to continue to be the chef and finding other places. Like even this, even even the podcast, you know, becomes sort of an a, sort of one of just one of many different kitchen instruments that as a chef I I use to spread my message as a chef, you know, and, and the podcast has almost become like a kitchen instrument. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's kind of cool at the same time because, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, that's what this is all about. You know, I've been like being turned on by so many different podcasts from all over the world lately, different mediums, different like, or different media like, outlets you know whether it be as cnn espanol and you see these crazy podcasts slash documentaries which you know i'm a radio guy i've always been a radio guy that's why i love this medium as well the podcast is like the modern day radio of the 30s you know where entertainment news and everything came from it and you just kind of had to use your imagination and go with the word you know and uh and i've been hearing so many different like different like podcast documentaries lately, which I, I just find fascinating and just like so turned on by the whole thing where I'm just like, this is it. You know, this is another outlet for the chef to continue to be the chef. And that is what makes this podcast for me so special. And to share these moments with y'all and for you to even share your time with me. And I, it's, you know, it's one of those things you say like, okay, thanks. But at the same time, I hope that there's some kind of just spark in your careers, in your lives, in your restaurant, you know, reality to just continue and to, and to recognize some of the things in, that I say and maybe kind of hear one thing I mentioned about one of the mistakes I made over the years. And, and hopefully it'll help you in your quest to continue to be a great, chef or restaurateur or you know just even like hospitality visionary because at the same time you know i've always been a big fan of hotels i mean uh, someday i uh, someday i really hope to own a hotel where i can just kind of like you know just make sure everything's perfect for the guest you know from the kitchen to the rooms to the to the amenities and everything. So, I mean, the hotel business is just one of those things. And I guess if you're in the service industry, you know, you're kind of just into that, you know. But a hotel would be so cool, you know, especially if you could make it so special and so different from just your everyday, like, lodging sort of thing to something more of a an event that people want to go spend the weekend or a week or when they're in, their, in your particular town or city you're in you know, want to spend time with you in your hotel, I think that sounds great, you know, where you can control the entire experience from from the front desk to the dining to the to the rooms and everything. It's just, to me, I mean, as a chef, 
I believe that's what what drives us is that we're always looking from like from start to finish that, that they have the ultimate dining experience or the ultimate you know like foodie experience where 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 even the chemical and 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 the balance of 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 the mental makeup at the moment they're tasting your food can be somehow controlled by the shaft. This is what I'm talking about, you know? And taking it to the level of an entire weekend or a week stay in a hotel, like where the experience is truly controlled by the the chemical makeup of the smells and the tastes and the, 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 the visual effect that you can have on your guest. So, I mean, that's just me going... <laughs> But yes, that's what I'm talking about. You know, there's so many architects. I believe architects are are kind of like, chefs are kind of like architects. Because architects, I believe they have an understanding of a spatial sort of feel of things, you know, whether they go up, sideways, under, whatever the fact, you know. The spatial aspect of the the architectural vision is what I'm talking about. And and, and as a chef, you know, it, it, it's very similar on a plate. Because, you know, it's one thing to say, like, all right, I mean, I mean you know, and I see it all the time because I come from a very humble place when it comes about food. It's about staples as opposed to, like, what looks best on the plate. It's what is most serving of my family's health is what's on the plate. So it's like when I see, you know, that you, you have to find that, that place where you're bringing the humility of a very simple, you know, plating design, and you're kind of bringing the greatness of that to something very spatially conscious and certainly, like, understanding of what you want to accomplish on the plate for your guest, you know, and kind of bringing the two together. This is an amazing feat, but... When it happens, it's magical, and, uh, and and like an architect, a chef needs to understand the space, whether it be from one end of the plate to the other, and up into you know whatever is you know the height you want to go off your plate. But ultimately, it's it's a spatial vision, and uh, so architects, I think, just I'm going back to architects because it's just like I just absolutely love the architectural understanding of their surroundings and as chefs and as chefs who are surviving after the 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 pandemic we are learning to to work with what is around us much more like an architect and much less like somebody who could just order anything they want from their purveyors this is an exciting time for chefs and food this is like what Marcel Duchamp did for the futurist and, and the Dadaist art movement of, of Europe. This is a moment when chefs must understand their responsibility to their surroundings and achieve their visions of spatial beauty on a plate and manage a crew of cooks, and purchase properly. So to all of you out there, I must say, we are living some incredible times, you know, where I believe, and I personally, I step up to the challenge because as a chef, I just, this is what I welcome. I welcome diverse. I welcome the, 
the worst case scenario. And it's what drives me. The chaos of everyday service is what drives me. And you can say, like, well, we're not a chaotic kitchen. We, we have a very serious and professional kitchen. And I've seen those kitchens before, but there's a deep chaos in every cook's soul. That's what I'm talking about. It's October. We're in the spooky season. Live it, babies. Live it, live it, live it. Because you only live once. Now, as a chef, recognize where you stand. Recognize your responsibility to each other and your, your cooks and the people who employ you. Recognize your responsibility to your guest who deserve only because they're willing to spend. And it's that simple. Sorry to sound like a jerk, but they're willing to spend and you are willing to serve them. Blow them away. Because that's the name of the game, everybody. So here we are. We're moving forward and living this life post-COVID, pre-COVID. We don't even know what's coming at us, vid, but... We are surviving. And this is Chef Roberto Trevino. This is Survival of the Fittest of the Soup to Shore. I love you all. Greetings to Puerto Rico. Greetings to California, Texas, Mexico, New York City, Italia, Irlandia, everybody, and especially to Piquetú, which is killing it, doing some very soulful chili sauces for everybody. This is Survival of the Fittest. It's the Soup du Jour. I'm Roberto Trevino, and I love you. Take care, folks. We'll see you soon.